All right, I got something I want to go through here real quick tonight. I got a few scriptures to, to, to do this. How, how many, um, I want to talk about uh, occupy versus occupied. I put the wrong thing on there, actually. Uh, and it's actually it's in the uh, the notes if you're uh, interested in. Um, let me see here. So I want to. There's there's actually a, there's actually a parable that uses this word. Um, and the the most it's it's. Uh, Referred to is actually in the Old Testament, but I just want to I want to uh, talk about what it means to occupy versus what it means to be occupied. Right. So let me just go through this real quick. So uh, <clears throat> what it means to occupy is to take a place. So it's like. <clears throat> Miss Annette is occupying that seat. As long as she's occupying that seat, she's doing something with it. She's sitting in it. Nobody else is taking it. It's hers. <laughs> so, so she's taking a spot, a place. She's, it's hers. <laughs> now, it's also something, so if, if, you, uh, if you occupy a place, it also can be something where you are going to do business there. So... Uh, again, a, a parable that Jesus talks about. One of them is is where he he leaves uh, some of the, uh, there's there's a man that leaves his goods with somebody. He says, "Now occupy till I come." And what does that mean? It means don't just sit, be there, but do something, do business while you're there, right? So, so that's what it means to actually occupy. You take a space and then you do what you choose to do in that space. It's it's yours to dominate, okay? I'll get to that a little bit more, okay? To, to be occupied, though, is for your space to have been taken. For the business of outside entities, okay? Now, there's another aspect of this is, is uh, you can actually become, become occupied with things that are occupying you. So you get busy with things that, and really, they're possessing you. And we can look at it this way. That is, is um, uh, what you're occupied with dominates you to a certain extent. Okay, so let's look what it means to be an occupier versus an occupied. Okay? All right, so an occupier dictates what's acceptable. Be like a dictator, right? When you occupy a place, uh, it's not enough to just live there. Uh, An occupant actually has something to say. They can shoot you if you come in, right? (laughs) Uh, They decide what flags are flown and who is honored. You know, I was talking to a a former uh, policeman from California Man, he, I, we got to get him to come into church. He's such a cool guy. He, uh, he works at the desk at LA Fitness, and man, he smiles every time I come in there and just acts like I'm his best friend. And you know, 
So I got to talking to him. He's from California. The reason why he's out here is because, man, they are messing stuff out up in California. You can go squat in a house, in a brand new house, beautiful house, totally trash it, totally mess it up. Why? Because according to the law, once you occupy a place, now it's yours to do with what you want to do. All right? Now, I don't agree with that, but so he said they figured out how to do that. They, they get the water turned off. They get the electricity turned off. <laughs> kind of becomes unlivable a little bit. But anyway, so just hang with me on this. So, so somebody that's actually occupying a place, let's, let's see it this way, that you're actually determining what's going to take place in that, in there, Right? Now, if you're occupied, though, if somebody's occupying your space, <laughs> you have to submit to the dictates of what or whatever is put upon you. So uh, some examples of that. I got some family members right now that it's my place. It's my home. I'm the occupant of this home. And, and it, you might identify with this. But they come into my home and they take over. Why don't you say any names? You just figure it out. They own the remote control. That's the clue she needed. But I remember <laughs> we had the, so, so my 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 senior or my brother's senior year in in high school. We're seven years apart, so we didn't. You know, we're, we weren't really close growing up. I mean, seven years. That's how far my wife and I are. That's a long. That's a long space. I'm a regular bandit. I I stole her right out of the cradle, and so anyway, I go to college. I go away. I mean, I, I've 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 traveled with Mark and Trina for a while, and finally, it's my my brother's senior year in high school, and I, uh, so I go home. I'm going to spend his senior year with. Isn't that kind of cool? Yeah. yeah. And I did the youth for my dad, and I stayed at their house, the new house that they got. That they waited till I left to get. Five acres out in the country with horses and and it's really nice little place, you know. And and um, so so I'm staying with my brother. It's a senior year, and there was this kid that showed up, kind of a sloppy kind of a. I think his name was Alex and. And, uh, well, I don't think it's going to matter, but <laughs> it's probably not his name anyway. But <laughs> and guess what? This guy needed a place to stay. My brother's senior year, the one year I actually get to be with him, and Alex comes to stay. And Alex is one of these guys that doesn't just come to stay. He comes to occupy. My dad gave me this Rambler ambassador for my senior year, my reward for being salutatorian, you know, <laughs> $500. It had two doors. It's kind of a cool car, you know. Alex took that thing out and totaled it. He occupied my car. Yeah. What? Of course. Yeah, but but just my, just an example, it, it's... Even though it's our place, sometimes there can be somebody that comes in and, and because of their attitude, because of how they are, they're actually the occupant. And we're just there. Because whoever's dictating is the one that's actually the occupant. Can you kind of go with me on that a little bit? 
So I want to show, uh, I I was just watching this. I've got a clip there. This is on Netflix. It's it's talking about, uh, it's actually kind of interesting because it's talking about Hitler. And it's going back to when he was a little boy, showing pictures of him when he's a little boy. And, and, it's, and it's saying, and he's a cute little kid, you know. And, it, and it's showing how anybody can be conformed to something if they're exposed to the wrong ideas. Yeah. And I really be, believe that's true. I think a lot of the stuff that's going on in the world right now, just because people have been exposed to some really bad ideas. Right. They're not really identifying as another gender. They've just been exposed to some really bad ideas. And it's not them that's bad, it's, it's the ideas that they've been exposed to, right? I just want to show this clip because, man, it, it kind of hit me when I was, I was seeing this. If we can turn it up. It might be kind of loud. I had to... This is a Holocaust survivor. I need the volume pretty loud, though. Can you read that? I was running home right away. And and I'm glad when I make a bigger distance to this Hitler. So she was there when he... When you went to Hitler, when you went into Austria, you kam ja kaum mit Menschenmassen durch. Das war ja, das kann man sich gar nicht vorstellen, nicht das, mit welchen Begeisterung die uns dort bedrängt haben. So that guy was actually with Hitler when they went into Austria. The Nazi swastika flag is flying from the government buildings in Vienna and other cities. Austria was declared to be a state of the German Federation, a state of the German Reich. There is a sense of glorious weather spreading in all directions, I might say, because the sunshine is so glorious. It's a day filled what happened is, and the souls of all the people. Anyway, it just kind of hit me. I was thinking one day, Vienna was independent. And the next day, because nobody resisted him, it goes on to say he was really surprised that there wasn't any resistance at all. They just came in. What did they immediately do? Changed all the flags. Made it like it was wonderful. And so, a lot of times that, that's the way it is when it, there's the first an invasion or an occupant comes in, it seems like it's okay until, man, if you want to keep watching this, you know, the whole, all of Europe is in, in, in shambles because of this man. Um, but I was just, I was just so, it hit me like one day it, it was independent and then all of a sudden this occupant comes in and everything changes. He starts dictating what's what, Right? All right, let me see if I can get through all this. So, God is really about who occupies. He's about who's in charge. He really cares about these things because what happens is the one that's that's in charge, their will is being accomplished. And in our world today, there's a temptation to feel like the occupied. Anybody feeling like that right now? It's like there's, there's a sense that it's being imposed upon us, a bunch of stuff that's just mindless and crazy. Satanic. I mean, demonic, right? And I don't know about you, but sometimes it can make you almost lose your breath. It's like, 
wow, this is, I just feel overwhelmed by this. And I just really believe that God's wanting us to, to get a different perspective because as soon as you start feeling like that, it starts, it starts affecting how you act. You start submitting to, to people coming in and changing flags and grabbing the remote control and, and, and crashing your car. And <laughs> Why? Because you've let somebody start to be the occupant when you are supposed to be the occupant. Okay? So let's go and, and let's, uh, let's look in Deuteronomy because this is really what God is about. And, and, and we know this, right? He's, he's going to be, he's going to rule and reign on this earth. He's going to come down here and he's going he's gonna to have every, he's not just going to have the remote control. He's going to have everything. Right? He doesn't right now. But you know what? He's given us authority. For even though we're in, we're in a country where, where things are going other ways, we do not have to have the attitude of the occupied. In fact, he has given us the keys. <laughs> right? So let's look in De- Deuteronomy 1.8. Much of when it, in the word where it's talking about occupation, it's talking about a promised land. And what did God say? What was so big about the promised land? Man, he promised it to all the Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and right? So when, when he shows up and it's 400 years beyond Joseph, that finally Moses gets to come and, and bring deliverance and actually take him there, and then it's another 40 years. And we'll see kind of what's happening because it's really hard to get occupied identity out of you. What occupied identity means is somebody is telling me what to do. That's how I live. The world is deciding things for me, so that's what I must do, right? So with Moses, though, God begins to, he, he declares something over them that they have a promise. Let's look at Deuteronomy 1.8. Look, I am giving all this land to you. Now, this is God talking. But what does he say about this? He says, go in and do what? Occupy. It. It, it, he, he's not saying go in and just hang out with everybody else. Because, and somehow they, got, they didn't get the, the full command because they they went in and, and and they occupied for a little while but they wanted to be there with everybody they wanted to let everybody else decide they wanted to be like the, the surrounding nations have a king like they did and what they were doing was they were submitting to another another occupation they never well let me let me finish reading here okay For it is the land the Lord swore to give to your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and to all their descendants. God's into this occupation thing. And he's into an identity of of an occupant. He wanted them to go in and decide. In fact, that's why he, he was getting rid of all the enemies. He said, get rid of them all. Why? Because you're the occupant. You're the one in charge. You're the one that flags your, flies your flag. You're the one that decides what's what, what's right and what's wrong. Amen? Amen. Okay, let's go to Deuteronomy 128. 
So here's the problem, though, with, with an identity. I believe that God's really wanting to work on us. He's working on me with this. Is you, you know, <laughs> it might not be natural, but God wants us to have the attitude, the arrogance, not against each other, towards each other, but towards these imposters, Right? He wants to have us a different, uh, to take on a different attitude that we don't just put up with this stuff. Right. And where we have authority, we say what's what. It's not going to occupy me. Yeah. It's not going to occupy this place, Amen. my house. Amen. I have something to say about my community, yeah. my nation. Come on. Amen. But you don't as long as you have an occup- occupied attitude. That's why I, I think really, especially as the body of Christ. Now, I, I really think we don't, we don't get on their terms. We don't start fighting like they fight. Right. This is not against flesh and blood. Right. But there's a place in the spirit that we need to take dominance. We need to, to not just let the enemy come in and do what he wants to do and say, oh, I just feel so occupied. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're supposed to be the occupant. Right. I want third place in punt, pass, and kick. And I got two trophies still on my shelf in there. <laughs> shelf four. Okay. So we're supposed to be occupants. All right. Okay. I don't know. That just hit me. All right. <clears throat> so, so what happens though, they, they, they get ready to go in and he's retelling this actually is what's happening. He's re, they get ready to go in and what happens? They see that somebody's already there. I think we can have that kind of attitude. Somebody's already in charge. Somebody's already the mayor trashing everything. Somebody's already the president doing everything. Right? Well, let's just sit back. Let's just stay in the wilderness. Right? And so it affects your attitude. Okay, I guess I'm already, we're, we're, we can't even advance. We can't, we can't even put our foot anywhere because it's, somebody's already putting their foot there. Right? Where can we go? Our brothers have demoralized us with their reports. So they, they had sent in these spies, right? They came back with this, these reports of, of how it's already occupied. God, why are you sending some us to a place that's already occupied? Because you're going to occupy it. So in order for us to occupy, we're going to have to overcome. Right? They tell us the people of the land, the people of the land. What is that? The occupants, the ones that are in charge, right? (laughs) Are taller and more powerful than we are. And their towns are large with walls rising high into the sky. They own the media. They own the military. They own, (laughs) okay, right? We even saw giants there, the descendants of the Anak. Man, these these are spiritual beings. We should really be a fear to them. They own the entertainment industry, and everybody bows down to them, right? (laughs) So what did they do? They decided to not be occupants of God's promise, they're just going to stay in the wilderness. That's their identity. Okay, let's go to Deuteronomy 9, 5, okay? 
So here's what has to happen, though. And, and you don't get an occupant attitude looking at yourself or the, the ones that are occupying already. Either one. You get your, the occupant attitude when you're looking at your leader. Amen? And so it says, it is not because you are so good or have such integrity that you are about to occupy their legs. Don't you like this? God sees us already. Even when we got our tail between our legs and our head in the sand, he still says, you're going to do this. Don't you like that? He said, I really need you to get the same attitude. Here, I'm going to say it for you. It's like I was trying to teach Braden how to play a scale. Or, uh, and so I, was, I showed him the relationships. It's two whole steps, a half step, three whole steps, a half step. That's a major scale, right? But you start on the black key, and now you have to start figuring it out. I said, and he's getting all frustrated. I said, here, I'll do it for you. Let's count. Let's count them. It's one, two. That's a whole step. One, two. That's a whole step. Then one is a half step. One, two is a whole step. One, two is a whole step. But you're having to go between black notes and white notes, and, and, and you're figuring it out. But, but if I just left him on his own, he, was, he, he even said, I can't play the piano. No, no, that's what we're doing. We're learning to play the piano. And, and these people are saying, we can't occupy. And God's saying, just, just say it after me. Just let me say it, and you say it after me. Yeah, yeah. You don't even have to come up with the words. Just say it, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Don't you like that, how he says it? Yeah. He says it's not even about you. It's not how good you are. You don't have to be really talented. You don't have to come out of the womb with a, with a Mozart talent. You know, you don't, you don't have to... You don't have to be all gregarious and, and, and charismatic. No, it's not because of you. It's because of me. Right? right? That's right. That you are about to occupy. And when he says occupy, he means you're the ruling class. Everybody else is getting put out. The Lord, your God, don't you like that? He, he says it over them. Sometimes they're not really believing it themselves, but he still says it over them, right? The Lord, your God, will drive these nations out ahead of you only because of their wickedness. Not because of your goodness, because they're bad. You know, this is a comfort to me right now. So what we see is not going to last. God won't be mocked. When you're sowing all this nastiness, you're going to get it. You're going to reap exactly what you're sowing. And so it's so important, though. It's like we were talking in the men's thing. So important when you're, when you're sowing some tears, which we might be feeling right now. When you're sowing, when you're crying, you better be sowing some occupant seed. You better be sowing something that's going to get you out on the other side victorious. Amen? All right. And to fulfill the oath he swore to your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We have a promise of God of occupancy. But it's dependent upon our putting our foot somewhere. Right? Okay, so let's look at this next one. Joshua 13, 5. You can't occupy some place that you're not willing to go take it. You didn't get that chair by standing at the back door looking at it. You had to walk over here and sit in it, right? Okay, trying to make this real simple. <laughs> One, two, okay. Yeah. Occupant, right? Yeah. 
So Joshua 1.3, it's very simple. God says, here's where you get to occupy. Where you set your foot. Oh, you mean I have to do something? He said, if you set your foot, I'll set me in front of it. But until you set your foot, I don't get to go anywhere. Boy, that's actually pretty good. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, you will be on land I have given you. There's a, need, there's, there's a need for us to not feel like God's getting ready to do something that we'll, we, will, we will get to experience. He's already done it. Especially in Christ. What he's done for us in Christ, we've already got it. Amen? What I have given you from the Negev wilderness in the south to the Lebanon mountains in the north, from the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, including all the land of the Hittites, no one will be able to do what? Stand against you. Now, who is doing the aggressing here? You. Yeah. He says, nobody able to stand against you. That means you're going somewhere. You're putting your foot somewhere, and people are being... I won't identify with Hitler too much, but well, we're going somewhere and we're deciding what the flags are. Amen? <laughs> no one will be able to stand against you. Does this sound like this is a defensive posture? This is an offensive posture, isn't it? God wants us to have an offensive posture, not offended posture. <laughs> offensive. We're on offense. Man, I heard somebody say this recently. He said, you know what? As long as you stay on defense, you're never going to make a touchdown. You got to get on offense to make a touchdown. Oh, well, you can have an interception, pick six, you know, but, but you know what I'm saying. And as soon as you pick it off, you're on offense now. So for the defense to win, they got to get on offense, right? No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. Don't you like that? This is who I am. This is an identity that I get. It's not just something I'm trying to acquire. No, I don't, I don't have to get good enough in God. I don't have to know enough scriptures. He's already established that for me. I just need to take it, don't I? I need to put my foot somewhere. <laughs> for I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Don't you like that? Let's look at what Isaiah has to say about this. So this was, this was the children of Israel in the Old Testament but now we get to Isaiah, and he starts talking about stuff after this, doesn't he? And this is wonderful. Man, Isaiah has so much to say about us, about Jesus. Amen? Listen to this. Nothing will hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain. For as the waters fill the sea, so the earth will be filled with people who know the Lord. Who's occupying now? You know, I think it's very important to get on the right side before things change. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want to be on the I want to be on the winning side right now when it looks like something else is going. Like when it looks like there's an enemy occupying. No, I'm I'm the one. I'm I'm on the winning side, right? And he's talking about us, isn't he? So the earth will be filled with people. Don't you like this? I think one of the translations says the glory of the Lord will cover the earth. 
I like this though, it says the people. Because it's us. I carry the glory. And wherever I go, I'm an occupant. The glory is occupying that space. It's, it's a better way to look at it, isn't it? It's not just me and my weakness. No, no. You might be seeing some person that's only made it to 5'10 when my dad was 6'2. And, you know, and I wish I was a whole lot more talented than I am. And all this kind of, you know, all this stuff that you can, you can, you can, but what I am is a carrier of the glory of God. And where I go, the glory goes. Amen? In that day, the heir to David's throne will be a banner of salvation to all the world. What is this? What is this declaring? That this is our space. It's our place. Amen? The nations will rally to him, and the land where he lives will be a glorious place. We might have some squatters going on right now, but it's our place. Amen? God's going to turn the electricity off on them, and they're okay. <laughs> Let's go to Matthew 16. As Jesus' church, we've become the occupying force, not the occupied. Okay. And I tell you, you are Peter. Remember, Jesus is having this conversation with Peter, right? And he's asking him who everybody says he is. And Peter says, Well, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus was so good at taking something natural and then relating it to something in the spirit realm. And he said, well, you're Peter. What does that mean? That means rock. Well, and if you study this, they were actually standing on Mount Hermon, which is the rock that Satan launched his demonic forces from. And he said, on this very rock, on the very place that Satan thinks he occupies, guess what? We're the occupants. And we're on offense. We're not just, def- we're not just running away from the devil. We're not just putting up, no. We're the ones that are telling him what to do. We're the ones with the flag. And he says, the gates of hell will try to prevail against us. What are gates? They're defensive, aren't they? They don't let things in. And he said, anything Satan tries to do against us, and we need to have this attitude that we're making Satan run. We're not running from him. We're not wishing he'd let up. He's going to wish we let up. Right? He's already wishing. (laughs) Is that good? And I tell you, you are Peter, Greek Petros, a large piece of rock. And on this rock, Greek Petra, a huge rock like Gibraltar, I will build my church. And the gates of Hades, the powers of the infernal region, shall not overpower it or be strong to its detriment or hold out against it. Who's that talking about? His church. Man, it's so important, I believe, too, for us to identify as a body, as a unity. There's no, you know, um, Sylvester Stallone, he's, he's, you know, talks out of the side of his mouth and, and gets his muscles to poke out all the time and all that kind of stuff. But you know what? He can't defeat the Russians all by himself. <laughs> you know? <laughs> It's going to take a whole army, isn't it? And we can be as strong as we want on our own, but we are not going to make it on our own. We need each other. It's the, it's the church that Satan can't resist. Now, I'm so glad that he's given us um, 
authority ourselves, that we have power. But our power comes in unity. Amen? It's a lot. uh, These SEAL teams that go out, they are most powerful because we're behind them. They're not powerful all just on their own. They're powerful because we're, we're behind them, right? Okay. All right. All right. He's not done yet here. Uh, 19th verse. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Who? You. Of the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> what does that mean? We're the occupants. We're the ones with the keys. And we don't have to give them to Alex and let him drive off the road with them. (laughs) Right? And whatever you do, what? This means you're in charge, doesn't it? It says whatever you bind, declare to be improper or unlawful. We're the ones deciding what's right here. Amen? On earth must be already... uh, must be what is already bound in heaven, and what you loose on, uh, declare lawful on earth, must be what is already loosed in heaven. So that means we are hooked up with something that's already right. It's established. We're not trying to just put our finger up in the air and say, whatever we decide is, you know what I saw today? Is there, there's, North Carolina, I don't know if anybody saw this, but North Carolina was wanting to pass a law so that all the universities had to study. They, had, they, they would require a class where they had to study the Constitution, Bill of Rights, all of our founding documents. And 600 and some professors formed a letter saying that, they, that that would inhibit their academic freedom. Isn't that amazing? So... What are the, what's their academic freedom so they can tell us all this uh, other nonsense? <laughs> yeah. They're not going to not come up with something. They're doing something. Right? I'm so grateful for our founding documents because they've, they've been a foundation built upon the word of God that's allowed us to be the, the strongest nation ever. <laughs> but I'm grateful for a heavenly... Morality, law, amen? And he's given us the keys to it. But there needs to be an attitude with this. We need to have some arrogance about it. It, 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 We need to say, I'm not going to be underneath anything anymore. Amen? What? Oh. So our our command is actually to occupy. So, So... I want to look at here where, where Jesus is telling his disciples this. In Mark 16, 15, he says, And then he told them, Go where? Into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. What is that? He, he's talking about the whole world, isn't he? He's not just talking about just go home to your family. And I see in that word, go into all the world. That means go occupy. What does it take to go? You're going to have to put your foot somewhere. And there's the implication that God's going to go before you. Amen. Anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved, but anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. These miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. Does it say those who are very spiritual, who pray a lot, 
Actually, you know what? What's really interesting is says, any who believes and is baptized is saved. You could take that person that is just baptized and saved, and they could qualify for these miraculous signs. We'll follow them, right? They don't have to go to Bible school. It's not about them. It's about the one that occupies them. Amen. These miraculous signs will accompany those who believe they will cast out demons in my name and they will speak in new languages. They'll be able to handle snakes with safety and if they drink anything poisonous, it won't hurt them. They'll be able to place their hands on the sick and they will be healed. You know what though? This is for those who believe. A big, and we'll maybe talk about this on Sunday a little bit, but a big part of believing in him is believing in what he's done in us. That he's liberated us from all bondage. That we're no longer in, in a place of being the occupied. He's turned us into occupants. Amen? All right. Colossians 1.6. I'm doing good. I think I'm going to get through it here. This is good. The invasion of the gospel. That's what Jesus commanded us to do, right? Go into all the world. <clears throat> it's to occupy the whole world, Colossians 1.6. This same good news that came to you is going out where? It sounds like it's supposed to occupy everywhere, right? It is bearing fruit everywhere by changing lives. Just as it changed your lives from the day you first heard and understood the truth about God's wonderful grace. The biggest thing the enemy wants to do is cause us to just say, okay, come on in. And then Hitler comes in and he says, I I didn't believe that was so easy. And he does that to us. We allow him to come in and all of a sudden we're, we're feeling like we're victims and, and we're the ones that are being dictated to by the world around us. And Satan's saying, man, I didn't know it was going to be that easy. They just let me come on in. Right? <laughs> because we're supposed to be the ones that are saying what's what. But you won't if you don't really believe. There has to be a belief level that says... You might be looking like you're a big giant, but all you are is an uncircumcised Philistine. I'm the one in charge. I only have a stone. You have a big sword and a helmet and all that kind of stuff, but I'm the one in charge. Isn't that good? In fact, you're going down. Going down. Ephesians 6.10. I'm not going to read this whole thing here, but because uh, I got a couple more. This is just talking about men. We can't go on on the outside. We it's it's not the way it looks. It's just because somebody's winning an election doesn't mean they're in charge. <laughs> Amen. Now we have to do something, though. We have to take our place. We don't have. To, we can't be patsies. Oh, my sister's named Patsy. Um, We're going to have to be bold and strong, aren't we? To effectively occupy, we must be adequately armed and fitted. So if you notice in Ephesians 6, uh, 10 through 18, 
Be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the enemy. But it's interesting, when you look at most of these uh, garments of warfare, they're offensive ones. There's nothing that's covering the backside. It's all going forward. Amen? Why? Because we're the occupants. They're the ones that are leaving. They're the ones that are on the way out. You only need stuff on the backside if you're running away, <laughs> right? And we're not doing that. Why? Because we're the ones telling them where to go, right? Yes. <laughs> okay, let's go, to, let's go to 2 Corinthians 2, 14. And I love this one. <clears throat> it's not something we're trying to do ourselves, but Billy, we have, to be, we have to be connected to the one that we believe in, don't we? There needs to be a daily communion with him. So we're like Jesus. Man, out of the reading today, uh, you know, Jesus was being accused of doing something wrong on the Sabbath, and he says, you don't understand. I'm not, I'm only doing what I see the Father do. I'm, o- I'm only doing this because I'm, he, 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 I, I can't do anything myself. And you can't even recognize that you're supposed to be the spiritual one. You should be no- noticing, you know, I, I think God says that with us. He says, you know, I've given you all my word. I've given you my spirit. I've given you, and, and now you can't even see that you're the one in charge. That's so right? But thank God he has made us his captives and continues to lead us along in Christ's triumphal procession. So what? So it's like that parade, you know, where Hitler's going down the, the road. We're the ones behind Jesus. Actually, it's, it's a really bad an analogy, but, 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 but he's occupying. We're supposed to occupy the world yeah. as the ones that he's, he's, we're his quest. We're the ones that, that are on his side, that we're the, the examples. Now he uses us to spread the knowledge of Christ everywhere like a sweet perfume. What is the knowledge of Christ? That's not some runaway scaredy cat thing. That's I, I, I'm triumphant. I always triumph in Christ. Mm-hmm. Amen? Mm-hmm. Okay, I've got one more passage here. And, and don't you like Re- Revelation, that they put Revelation in the Bible? Because there's an end to this, and we're the winners. So you know, it's very important to have that attitude. <laughs> I, I love this attitude. You know, there's some basketball going on right now, and, and there was a guy just uh, last night, I think, um, I don't know if anybody's watching any of this or not, but there's this there's this little guy. Um, when he came into the league, he's he, he's probably taller than me, but <laughs> he looks he looks little compared to everybody else. And, uh, and and they're up against a team that should have beat him, Boston Celtics. And he's playing. They're the Atlanta Hawks. Atlanta Hawks, and they're not as as good. They're down two points, and he comes down the. He doesn't have the attitude of, I guess we lost again to the number, because they're the number one. I think they had the best record in the, in the league. And, they, and he comes down, right? Well, I think there might have been a second left. But I mean, they, say, they call it downtown. It's like way outside the three-point line. He just comes down, launches a three-pointer, and, and wins the game. And, you know, I, I know that's, that's just sports and stuff but there's got to be an attitude that we have it's like it might look like somebody else is better that's that the that that this is overwhelming what we're going through that the enemy's winning all the battles 
But no, no, no. We're the one with the three-pointer. We're the, we're, the, we're, the, we're the one with the sling and the rock. We're, we're the one that's going to win here. Amen? That's what happened with Jesus. They put him on a cross. They thought he won. Or they thought Satan won. Man, aren't you glad he didn't give up? Aren't you glad he triumphed for us? He's saying, I'm just showing you what you can do. But let's do it. Let's occupy. Let's occupy that place. Amen? Because there is an end. Revelation 5, 9. And they sang a new song with these words. You are worthy to take the scroll and break its seals and open it. For you were slaughtered and your blood has ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. And you have caused them to become a kingdom of priests for our God. And they will reign on the earth. What does that sound like? Occupants. Occupants. Now that's going to be a reality of actual you know, physical, but spiritually, we've already, already been given those keys. Amen? Amen? We need to have the attitude of that. 